Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into the Just Press Play Podcast, the first of 2021. We took a little hiatus to end uh, 2020 because that year was just oh, God. 2020. So we just wanted yeah. we just wanted to get through it. <laughs> but we're back and we're ready to talk to talk some stuff with y'all. We have LJ What's with up? us, Pops, as normal, and Uncle Tony here. What's going on, guys? You know, just kicking it. What's up? What's up? So we have been going all year and we have finally made it. LJ, what time of the uh, year is it? Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> Playoffs? I just hope Not we can win a game. game. <laughs> I forgot. Here we go. It is playoffs wild card week. Super wild card weekend is what NFL is calling it with the uh, all the with the extra two games this year. So a lot of fun going on. And just in case you didn't know, maybe you, well now Bills fans, some Bills mafia is going to be able to go to the game. There's a few stadiums letting a few people in, but you might not be able to get to the game. But but you can still get on all the action over at Bet Online. We have the playoffs going on. NBA is going on. There's all kinds of sports. It is a good time of the year. And Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today. And use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That is the promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, at BetOnline. You can that that I, we're gonna go against the spread on every game and keep up with our records. We're going with the Bet Online numbers as of we're recording this Wednesday night at 827 is the exact time. So we're gonna go with those spreads, and then we're gonna kind of keep up with who's doing good or maybe who's doing Bad, but mm. so we're gonna get into it. Before we get started, though, I want to ask you guys a little trivia question. Right. I saw this. Um, entering the season, or just one team close as an underdog, entering all sixteen of their regular season games this season. Can you name it? I think I can. Well, I think all I right, can. Yeah, one team was an underdog in every game. Is that what you said? They opened up. They opened up as an underdog in every game. Okay. It might not have ended that way, but they opened up on Monday morning as an underdog. Who's got? Who wants to guess? Anybody go? Uh, Jets. Jets. Good. Not a bad guess, but no. They Tony hadn't a- said yet. He said he knew. So, Jacksonville. Nope. No, I was going to go Jacksonville. And then I, I, 
The only other team I could think about would be the Detroit Lions. And the the answer is, and I thought this might stump some people, the Denver oh, Broncos. Wow. 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 Well, that makes sense, in though. In week four, the, the one game I thought they wouldn't have been in where they got me, too, was in week four they played the Jets. But <laughs> they opened that Thursday night game with Drew Locke was hurt, and the week before – uh, Jeff Driscoll played an abysmal game against the yep. Bucks, so they were starting Brett Rippon, who had never taken a snap. Yep. So the Jets actually opened as a one-point favorite. Wow! Against the Broncos Good in game. pull. Wow! So that's wow. the only one. That, that's the only one the Jets were favored in. The uh, Bengals was another guess. They were favored in Week Four against the Jags. The Bengals end up covering that game, and the Jags were favored in Week Three against the Dolphins. That's Whoa. kind of surprising. Well, early on, I mean, on, the they Jags did. If decent. you think about it, the Jags did beat the yeah. Colts and then lost fifteen straight. So <laughs> we learned. What well, they, they were losing but close. They were that losing close to some decent teams too. So yeah, and and then they solidified the Trevor Lawrence <laughs> sweepstakes, where the Jets screwed that up. Uh, by the way, I, I do want to give a shout out. That was credit to Ben Fox of ESPN at bfox twenty two on Twitter. I saw him tweet it out, and I thought it was cool, so I wanted to get to it. All right, thanks, Ben. Minutes Wild Card Weekend. We're going to run through each game. And give out our picks on who went against the spread. Plus, we got a little more fun on the back end. Let's start with some Saturday games. We'll go with the first one. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts at noon on Sunday. The Bills right now are favored by six. Uh, the Bills feel like the juggernaut right now. I'll start with you, Pops. What what, what do you think? What, well, what's I, your thoughts on this game? I started doing a little research. You know, the Bills are 13-3, and three, right? Those uh, yeah. three losses, one was against Tennessee where the game was rescheduled due to COVID. One was due to, to KC, to Kansas City, the game was scheduled due to COVID. And one was the Hale Murray uh, game. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's the only three yeah. they lost. That's, that's not impressive. bad. So, with all that said, I think Buffalo wins. I think Indy covers. So I, if I'm picking against oh. the spread, if I'm okay. picking against the spread, I'm going to say that Indy covers the spread. Interesting, interesting. The, the Bills are a lot of teams, you know, they're kind of the sexy pick. The Chiefs are the, the, the favorite, obviously. But the Bills aren't too far behind them since I wanted to note, uh, Pops, you mentioned that Week 10 loss to the Cardinals where they lost on the Hail Murray 32-30. to They actually had two weeks to think about that because their bye week was next. And then all they did after that was win six straight <laughs> by an average margin of victory of 16 points per game. In those six games, I looked up Josh Allen went for 278 yards per game, completing 71% of his passes with 16 picks and three interceptions. Diggs also averaged just a 10.6 catches per game, 100 yards, and had eight touchdowns in those six. So those two really caught their stride. The defense seemed to get a little better. Uh, Tony, what what do you think? Do you, do you are you kind of on pop's mind or Buffalo? Buffalo and the minus six. You think they cover? Uh, Buffalo <laughs> minus twelve. If you want, yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> whoa, 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 huh? LJ, what do you are you? His, uh, I'm riding you all the way with Tony. Conviction? You give me any number by that Buffalo, and I'm taking it. I'm all the way on that. Well, I know you're you're a Bills guy. Yeah. You're kind of if you're like an honorary <laughs> member of Bills Mafia. Yeah. You're not quite in, but you would be if you could. I'm hoping to be made a made man soon. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I'm kind of with Pops here. I think the Colts cover, and I think 
The Colts are frisky. I think they could they could win this game. I think there's always a game that surprises wow. us. There's always there that one where like I didn't see that coming, or like when we when the Ravens lost to the uh, Titans, we thought they were like we had MVP Lamar and all that, and then all of a sudden the Titans win. There's always something that gets us, and I think the thing to watch out for is old Jonathan Taylor. That's fair. I think the Colts have been yeah. saving him up. I went and looked. So Jonathan Taylor actually ended up the third. Right or the third best in rushing yards this season, which kind of surprised me. He didn't really. I mean, he had a, he went with like two fifty, I think, to end the year. So well, hell, Indy, not like Indy he was, was bad, ready but, to bench him. Indy was ready to bench him at one point in the season, right? They had all the mm-hmm. carries were going to Hines, but he did come on strong at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. So interesting that you mentioned that pops going into Week Twelve. Jonathan Taylor had just five hundred and eighteen yards, under four yards per carry, and two touchdowns in ten games. Colts were seven and three in those, so they had a decent record. Then in week twelve, he missed the game versus the Titans because of COVID stuff. And then uh, after that, he had five games, ran for seven hundred and forty-one yards, one fifty a game, wow. on six point two yards per carry and eight touchdowns. Damn. So I don't know if he just that like like you said, pops. I don't know. I don't know if maybe the the Colts kind of talked like got in his head and said we might bench you, and he stepped it up, or if they were saving him for this last stretch because it felt like. You were saying this before, they weren't really giving him the touches. And maybe they were just like, we're just waiting for the final stretch because he came right after a bye. I don't know. That one's interesting to me. And I just think the Bills, looking at the Bills, um, what did I look? The the Chiefs are the only playoff team with the worst rushing defense. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure the Bills are pretty awful on that front. Yeah, They're in the bottom half of all teams in in the regular season. And the way the Colts win this game, it's not by outscoring the Bills because we know Josh Allen and Diggs can put some points up. It's by keeping the ball on the ground and keeping the ball away from them. Just saying. Well, I think the Bills yeah. cover. I, you think you think Indy covers? You think you said Bills cover? Yeah, Indy yeah, covers? yes, yes, I yes. Think yes. Indy well, covers. Colts cover. I don't know yeah. if they win. I think it's a chance. I, honestly, I just think they cover. Yeah, honestly, I was just trying to make a little fun of lift there and that. that. <laughs> that confidence that he showed in the Colts. But uh, if this number was seven and a half, uh, probably would be looking towards Indy. Uh, the two things that bother me is, uh, yeah, Taylor's going to have a great day. I, I, I think that's a probably a lock for 100-plus yards. Um, Indianapolis has lost some steam on defense over the last six to eight weeks. I, they've had some injuries. But the thing is, they just can't hold a lead. And so they're going to go into Buffalo, and they will run the ball, and it's probably going to be. And we saw this against the Jags on on uh, Sunday with their with their season on the line, and they couldn't hold a, a fourteen point lead. And the so, one in, yeah. So um, I, I just I, I see you know for third quarter. This is probably an even game, probably twenty four twenty three or something like that. And I see Buffalo scoring a couple of times, and then getting a turnover from. From Old Man Rivers throwing it to the wrong color jersey, and <laughs> and Buffalo wins by a touchdown. So uh, it's going to be a great. That's game. what would scare me. Yeah, I, yeah. Rivers putting money on Rivers is what would scare me. Yeah, I yeah. I, I tell you the over uh, getting a fifty one. If you get a fifty one over, I, I, that's a good money. That's good money bet if you can get fifty one to fit or fifty one and a half. Yeah, I think you're right on the the Colts kind of have a little bit of an overrated defense now. I think they are they they were really good and they're still not bad, but I think people still think of them as a great defense yeah. and they're they're yeah. they're okay. And the Bills offense, we know what they can do. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, moving on, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the number six, the 16 LA Rams at 340. That game is over on Fox. After starting the year historically bad on defense, the Seahawks actually finished the year in the top half of scoring, averaging, giving up just 15 points per game in the final seven. But as we know, the uh, the Rams, good team. Number, I think they had the number one defense, but we got a... I don't think golf's playing. McVeigh's kind of been on the on the fence about it. He says it's possible. Uh, we'll start with you, Tony. What, what, what's your thoughts going into that game? Well, just straight up, uh, I'm gonna I will take the Rams plus three and a half. I think Seattle wins the game, but it's going to be tight. Um, Seattle probably has had the uh, worst offensive second half when you compare it to their first half. Just they're just not they're just out of sync, and folks have figured out um, how to keep them from throwing deep and try to keep them up in front of them. They don't have a big tight end. Uh, they don't have a power running game. They're, we know their offensive line has been somewhat um, suspect all year long. Uh, Russell Wilson has kept them moving, but now we're seeing they haven't, I think it was looking in the last eight games, they've scored over 28 points one time, and that was against the Jets. And, uh, and so their defense has come on strong. I still think they eke this one out, but I think the Rams keep it close. So I'm 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 going to say uh, going with the Rams here. Yeah, to your point. So Russ was putting on an MVP campaign to start the year. Uh, the first eight games, he was averaging 71 percent completion percentage, 317 yards per game, and had 28 touchdowns to just eight picks. Then to close the year, as you mentioned, those final eight games, not including that Jets beatdown, he completed just 66 percent. Never even got over 300 yards and had seven touchdowns and five picks. Russ is not the same Russ that started the year. I I think I have faith in him getting back together. I've definitely, if I'm choosing between Russ and, is it Wolford? I think I know <laughs> yeah. who I like better. But, yeah. uh, Pops, what do, you, what do you think? Well, it's, here's the thing. You've got maybe one of the best quarterbacks of the last several years going against either the Wolford of Wall Street or Jared Goff with a busted thumb. Okay? Nice. Do they have a good defense? Yes. I'll, but Seattle will have their full offensive line for the first time, uh, for the, only the sixth time this year. And I think Seattle will take care of this game. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover yeah, Pete Carroll did say that uh, they're at full strength for the first time in a, either a long time or all year. So it, that does bode well. I'm with you, Pops. I'm going Seattle to cover pretty easily. I think this one's easy just because, like you said, it's either it's either Golf or Wolford. And did you know John Golford has an active or John Wolford has an active LinkedIn account right now that he actually updated <laughs> to say quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. I'm just saying, if it's either Russell Wilson or a guy with an active LinkedIn account, I'm going Russell Wilson. Give oh, me that minus man. three and a half. I like the guts call there. That's awesome. LJ, what do you got? Well, okay, so I was hoping you guys would be unified and I would just take the opposite because it turns out every time we talk about the Rams, we're absolutely wrong. So <laughs> no doubt you're right. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take the, the path, the path less followed. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony here and uh, say that the Rams end up covering. Oh, I like it. Okay. All right. So we're split on that one. I think that one, that's a fun game just because I do like after the game, when the Rams won and they told them they're going to play the Seahawks, Aaron Donald said, that's who we wanted. We wanted Seattle. And we know these teams have some animosity. Mm-hmm. They played each other a lot. That'll be fun. I think the Seahawks maybe have a chance at kind of 
striking some fire. I just think if Russ can get it together, a defense is playing better. Yeah. They, they could be interesting. Yeah. No doubt they're talented. And moving on to the nightcap on Saturday, we have the number four NFC East champs, Washington football <laughs> team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That one's at 715. Um, not much to say here. It looks like the Bucs are the heavy favorites. They are minus eight. I'll go ahead and start and say I'm taking the Bucs minus eight. I think they win by maybe 20. Uh, anybody, Tony, what do you think? Uh, I'm actually. It's a lot. I'm actually leaning towards minus eight being with the Washington football team. Uh, I think Tampa sh- should win this game handily, but. You know, Tampa has some problems protecting the quarterback a little bit. I think you will see Gronkowski stay in and be that extra line, uh, extra protector. But Washington can rush the football. Now, Chase Young shouldn't have said what he said. That's fine. Uh, You know, youngsters are going to be youngsters, but they can play. (laughs) For those who didn't hear, didn't he say, I want Tom or we want Tom or something like that? And, you know. And Bruce Arians responded and said, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. And, Bruce Arians is a hothead. I don't know worry about that, but I think they to be at to be at eight. Even it is the East NFC least champion. I still think I think Washington can cover seven. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the football team. All right, uh, pops. What do you think? Well, you know. Chase Young might not have said, should have said that, but he is going to get some heat on Tom Brady. And what does Tom Brady not like? Heat on Tom Brady. Um, so, and also, I don't know if you know, saw, I saw this recently. Brady is zero and three against the NFC East in the playoffs. Wow. Going back to 2007. Two of those were Super Bowls to the New York Giants, by the way. Eli Manning. Uh, but, but so also. Hall of Famer, Eli Manning. Interesting, too. The last time a seven-win team made the playoffs, it was Ron Rivera's Carolina Panthers, and they beat Bruce Arians' Arizona Cardinals in 2014. Mm-hmm. So the two coaches that were involved in that game were involved in this game. So Tampa Bay wins. They do win the game. I do think Washington covers the eight. The and pops the uh, game before that the lat the the seven win team to make the playoffs before that one was the Marshawn Lynch run. Yep. The Seahawks beat the Saints. When a home team is the underdog, especially by more than touchdown, history seems to to say they cover. I I just don't think the the the, the Washington football team is not going to score. I, to me personally, I I just don't think they're going to score enough. Alex Smith was hobbled. They. Didn't really look great against that Eagles defense who were, we might get into this later, actively trying to lose that game. And they didn't just win it convincingly. LJ, what do you think? I mean, I actually think, okay, so here's what I'm going to say is that the Washington football team picks up their eighth win. I mean, I'm not even looking at the spread right Whoa! here. They're getting a victory in my because, I mean, <laughs> Tom Brady, like Dad mentioned, does, does poorly against uh, young pass rushers. Von Miller uh, always comes to my mind. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I think that this is where the crazy happens. Um, it's definitely not going to be uh, the Nickelodeon game. It's going to be this one. The Nickelodeon game is going to be the most normal one of the bunch, I bet. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I think that Alex Smith is going to carve through that defense. I think that that defense, that defense is kind of fraudulent. I think that Tom Brady's going to be on his back for most of the game. I just think Washington gets the win. Give me plus zero. I'll still take it. Wow. Wow. Okay. That money, wow. that money line will pay out. That, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. Might be a smart decision. I, you know, I, t- 
Yeah, I like LJ's analysis on that. I, I will say this. Tampa Bay has a good defense. Unfortunately, it's very unbalanced. They're like first in the league or second in the league against the rush, but True. then they're 21st or 22nd against mm-hmm. the pass. Uh, Alex, well, good thing we're playing Alex Smith. Yeah. So Alex Smith does like to drop back three and count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and drop the ball off. So um, uh, I think that uh, uh, if he can keep himself in the game, that Washington has an opportunity to to at least stay in it and keep it close. Uh, they they have some talent. Uh, just the offensive line is just not what it needs to be to be successful. So we'll see. Well, and Rivera, it's worth noting, Rivera did kind of mention that they might do a little two quarterback and that Heineke might get a little bit of action. I think it's only because it depends how much Alex Smith's mobility is, but I thought that was interesting. He probably said that because Alex Smith's insurance policy stated that (laughs) you've got to at least not let him play more than 70 plays or we're avoiding the insurance because he's going to get well and that's interesting that y'all everyone has Washington this is the game where it's going to if Washington were to to come through and win which like we said happens when a home team becomes underdog a lot uh that would screw up everybody's parlay and teaser. And there's always that one game. I mentioned, like, I was talking about the Colts. There's that one that surprises. There's always the game that screws up everybody's parlay. We just assume, of course, the Bucks will at least win. I'm just, if Chase Young backs up his talk, <laughs> I, it, it, it's something. All right. We move over to the Sunday slate. And the game I think is the most exciting game of the week. I, I'm really excited for this one. The number four Tennessee Titans hosting the number five Baltimore Ravens, the number one and two rushing offenses yep. in the NFL. There's going to be some points score. I think it's the highest over, and it's not particularly close at 54 and a half. Right now, the Ravens are favored by three and a half over the Titans. Pops, what say you? Well, the Titans are two and zero oh against Baltimore this year. Yep. And I do think that Derrick Henry, I'm – I've, I've been clear that I'm not the Titans. The, the Titans. I've shown how are the Titans I, played them twice. They're not in the same division. Ah, show they're two and zero. Oh. Is that is that incorrect? Well, they're not. I don't know how they would play twice. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Uh, didn't not, they? They beat them in the playoffs last year. Maybe I'm going back to last <laughs> yes, year. Yes, That's yes, probably yes, what I'm doing. Yes. So the last two times they played Baltimore, okay, Tennessee and it wasn't won. this year. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it was. Yeah, perhaps. So I do think. <laughs> Uh, Derrick Henry can keep the uh, Baltimore offense on the sideline. Uh, I do. I'm not a biggest fan of Mr. his, but 2K. boy, he has been amazing in the stretch run, and this is when he shows up. Uh, I think that I really think the Titans are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game outright. Well, okay. So if we throw a little money line together of the Washington football team and <laughs> Titans, y'all are trying to make some money here. All right. Um, LJ, are you kind of uh, in the same boat here? I mean, so I'm I'm split on this one. I really like both of these teams. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, the thing that's putting me on Dad's camp right here is that Baltimore performs poorly against the play action pass. Um, and so I think AJ Brown's going to have a hell of a week. And I think the Titans come away. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a fun game. But I think the Titans come away with probably the win. But I think covering is what I would go with for sure. Hmm. All right. All right. So we're two for two on Titans covering tone. What, what do you think? <laughs> um, 
I'm I'm all over Baltimore here. I sure wish it was good choice. less. I sure wish it was less than three. I hate betting against a home dog at plus three or more on a spread. That's really a tough thing to do, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when it's a quality team. A two and a half would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, a two and a half. I'd feel really good about taking Baltimore minus two and a half. But um, so he, for me, the choice is because. I'm trying not to let myself be uh, influenced by Tennessee's playoff run last year. True, true. This year's Tennessee team is completely different from last year's Tennessee team, especially on defense. They are in the bottom third at both the rushing defense and passing defense. Not a strong defensive uh, team. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is much more of a uh, game manager not a Trent Dilfer game manager, but he's he's not a gunslinger like Mahomes or Allen or Rodgers that can win you a game like that. He's got to be close, and so um, I, I just don't think that they've got the the uh, firepower to keep up with the way Baltimore's rolling right now. Baltimore has figured it out again, and sometimes third time's a charm. Lamar's lost his first two playoff games. He's 0-2. It's really tough to go 0-3. I, I, I think Baltimore wins this game and, and wins it by probably five or six. Preach, Tony. I mean, I am on. I am right there with you. And I think you hit the nail on the head, which is the Titans. I, we're, we're, I think we're getting talked into like, oh, the Titans made a run last year. They're, this is what they do. They run the ball. They play good. And it's like, well, actually – this Titans defense finished the year in the bottom fourth of the league in scoring defense and are the worst of any playoff team. And they have the worst third down defense in the entire NFL, giving up first downs on, get this, 52% of all third downs. That is wow. not good. Wow. Not good, that Bob. Is not good. Yeah. Ouch. And, and they're going up against possibly the Ravens might be the hottest team in the NFL. They finish the year going 5-0, and averaging 37 points per game giving up just 17.8 points per game. And that 17.8 points per game they gave up is also including 42 against the Browns. So they must have had some good games if they got it that low. And then it's worth noting that I will say that does look good and they are hot, but they played teams with a combined record of 28-51-1. and So they, they kind of got an easy schedule, but I'm, I just, I'm with Tony. I don't think this Titans team is as good as I, I think I, it's easy to talk yourself into. They, they play playoff football, but that defense is just not good. They don't get to the passer and Lamar Jackson. I think all year, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson in particular have been hearing how, well, they don't do it in the playoffs. They don't do it in the playoffs. They're just, they can't win when it matters. And so I, I really like them. I think the Ravens are frisky to make some noise yeah. in the AFC. Cause I just think they can score. Yeah. Last thing I'll say before we leave this one, I, I, and it's I, you can't discount enough how, what J.K. Dobbins has done for this team, and his and very much like Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. So early in the season, they were still trying to get Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards to be the guys, and Mark Ingram been a great back. It's time, right? Everybody has that. Uh, Lifford had to leave the basketball court at some point in time. Mark Ingram's got to leave <laughs> football field now. So. Um, so, well, I will credit that passing game let Lift's uh, shelf life live on. For it a did. While. It did. Well, you know, he could he could drop a dime every now and again, but uh, go on, you know, go, I, on. The, go on, go <laughs> on. But I think that's the difference. The so they've got it, they, and boom goes the got dynamite. <laughs> They, the Ravens have a pounding running back now, and I and I'll say something about that later uh, for the other teams. But I I think that makes a difference, and that's where Baltimore is better this year than they were last year. 
Yeah, and that J.K. Dobbins thing, it feels a lot like the the Packers before they finally started giving the ball to Aaron Jones, where it's like they kept going, well, he's young, he's young, and I don't know. And then finally it's like, okay, he's just the best back. He's just awesome. Let's just yeah. give him the ball 15 yeah. times. And, and I think he opens up that offense. And finally, Hollywood Brown isn't dropping everything that goes his way. So that also helps. It does help. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to, real quick before we leave, Tony, I want to ask you, 54 and a half is the over-under in this one. That's high for a high. playoff game. What do you think? High. It's really high. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would go over. <laughs> over? Yeah, I, I, you would go over? Something real quick. Okay. I'd take 50, 55. I mean, if you think about that, 31, 27, uh, 31, 20. Uh, 24, you know, you could see something. Both teams like, run the ball well, though. You yeah, can see the clock they, kind of. Yeah, but when you're running the ball at 60-yard sprints, it's not necessarily ball control, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. <laughs> it's, what, yeah, Lamar Jackson isn't necessarily grounded yeah. down. He usually breaks long ones. I, I give you that it takes about three seconds for a 70-yard pass, and it takes about eight <laughs> seconds for a 70-yard run. But, you know, it's still less than 10 either way. So, yeah, no, I, I – I still think this is I, – I would go over, uh, no doubt about it. Because both of these – Pops, you yeah, seem a little hesitant. Give, just, to give you, just to give you a little stat here, I had the um, IT department look up something here just real quick. Um, Tennessee has the best over record in the NFL at 12-3-1. Wow. Now, Baltimore Ooh. is 7-9. and nine, but they've been much better the second half of the season, as as Kevin pointed out. So I think they're five and zero in the last five. Ah, good stat. I'm going the over two now, Tony. You talked me into it. Pops, you seemed a little hesitant. What What did you think about that over fifty four and a half? That sounds like a lot of points to me. I wrote down here that Tony's going over, and I'm going to think about it. But that seems like a lot of points to me. I would I would lean to and the feel under. It- well, Pops and I are on the same page right now because, like, both of these teams are not going to stop the clock for anything. They're just going to keep running that clock down. I know they score a lot, but they usually have somebody trying to pass it on the other side of the football field. They're all going to be running. So I think under is probably where this one goes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do feel – I think I'm going over. Tony talks me into it, but me and Tony are in a lot in this game too. So it's funny. Yeah. Me and Tony are a lot and you and Pops are in a lot. Yeah, we but picked sides here. It yeah, does, we did. It does. Does yeah. kind of feel like Vegas is throwing because this was before they, they threw the line out. You were like, Oh, yeah, I know this game's the one where I'm hammering the over, they're going to score points. So it feels like they put it up high and it's just high enough to where or just low enough where you think, Oh, they can score 55. But that's a lot of points in a playoff yeah. game. I don't know how often that hits in a playoff game. True, so yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, Kevin's right. This mo- should right. be the most interesting game of the weekend. Yep. Moving on to the Nickelodeon game, as LJ mentioned, we got the number two seeded Saints hosting the number seven Chicago Bears. The only they the only other team besides the Washington football team to get in without a winning record at eight and eight. They kind of snuck in there. Um, It could be Drew Brees' final game of the year or final game as a Saint. Final game, final game of a career. Before I get be possibly yeah. uh, yeah. Final game at the quick trivia. Game. Quick trivia. So we mentioned this could be Drew Brees' final game of his career. Can you name the number one overall pick from Brees' draft? It was a quarterback, Eli Manning. Nope. Mm. Was it? Uh, no, that was the year after, wasn't it? When Philip Rivers and or maybe yeah, Philip Rivers yeah. and Eli Manning. Uh, Ladadian Tomlinson. No, that's not a quarterback. Nope. Leaf? It was a quarterback. It was a quarterback. Marcus Russell. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, ready for well, it? Who is it? 
Michael Vick wow. was the number one overall pick the year Breeze came out. Mike Vick, wow. y'all. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, this game really intrigues me. Um, what is the line on it, LJ? Ten and a half. Ten, 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 and, a half. ten and a half. Ten and a half. That's that's quite a bit. Uh, I really don't like putting money on. That means I'm putting money on Trubisky and Phillip Rivers on wildcard weekend. I don't like that. But I'm going to go beer. I'm going to go Bears plus ten and a half. I I just don't. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go Bears. It is interesting. They put this game on Sunday, which means the NFL, I think they know what they're doing. But this means that Alvin Kamara could be cleared with the COVID stuff by the time this game starts. If it was on Saturday, he for sure would not be playing. So, Nice little help from the yeah. NFL there to the New Orleans Saints, who no- normally get screwed by the NFL, especially the refs. So Boy, <laughs> at no least they kidding. got a little something. <laughs> so I'm going to go plus and a half with the Bears. I think they just cover. Um, Pops, what do you think? Uh, I, I think I'm with you, Kev. I'm going to say New Orleans wins the game, but Chicago does cover. Ten and a half is just too many points. Trubisky's been playing reasonably decent. Um, I think Montgomery's been running good. Uh, that Allen Robinson is a, is a good receiver. Uh, what's that tight end Kis, Kismet or whatever shows Cole up Komet, every now and then? Komet, Cole Komet. Komet, whatever. Uh, so anyway, yeah, ten and a half is just way too many points. I think that's almost a lock that New Orleans or that Chicago is going to cover that spread. If New Orleans, if it would have been the Superdome rocking like it typically is, then I think yeah, ten and a half. Trubisky's going to. Fold, but it's just going to be empty stadium, not that much crowd noise. Also, I do see a little bit of Chicago's worst nightmare. Like winning is great, but if they win, then you know that means like five year contract for Trubisky <laughs> and lock up Matt Nagy and, and keep them all around. And I, I, if Khalil Mack's able to get some pressure on on Brees, and we know he's a little banged up, I think it's interesting. But yeah, Saints win. Bears cover for me. LJ, are you sticking with what me and Pops both said? I'm actually, um, going against the grain. I'm going to go the other way because the the Bears tend to get blown out uh, or blow a team out. And I don't see them blowing out the Saints. So I think 10 is probably a pretty fair spot to put it. Um, and I'll take them losing by 11 or more. Um, I think it's just going to be the, the most boring game, except we're going to watch them dive into slime and have uh, SpongeBob be the field goal um, thing and... I think that's that's what the game is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. You like I, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, oh, the Bears are plus ten and a half. It's a playoff game. They're going to get up. They'll come within ten. Well, they pretty <laughs> much played a playoff game last week. Like they needed, at least they thought they needed to win to get in against the Packers and got beat by nineteen. And then the week so before I, that, they won by like thirty. And then uh, a couple weeks before that, they won by thirty. A couple weeks before that, that's a fair. <laughs> You make a good point. I don't. I definitely don't see them blowing out the Saints. So if it's blowout one way or the other, I think I know what side I yeah. probably would go with. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Yeah. Um, so the other the other thing I don't know is if they have activated Michael Thomas from the IR. I heard today. That, I heard they I did the today. Tony did today. I haven't had a chance. I was watching things blow up. But anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, if he's activated, um, then I think that gives Drew Brees his um, security blanket back, and they did exactly what they wanted to do. Just get Michael Thomas to the playoffs. Shut him up, settle him down, get him to the playoffs, and they've done that. So if he's active, I think Emmanuel Sanders has come on the last few weeks. It gives Drew Brees some uh, protection. Chicago, other than Khalil Mack, and he hasn't had the best of seasons, really don't rush the passer that well. 
Uh, so that's the really the way you beat Drew Brees is is get the front four on top of him. And so I, I like New Orleans here with or without Kamara. I, if Latavius Murray is there, um, I can't remember if he got dinged a little bit last week or he was just a close contact. I think Murray was just a close contact, right? Yeah, the whole running back group was a close contact, so they pulled out okay. Ty Montgomery. If Murray's, so it's just Kamara that's going to possibly okay. miss. If Murray's back, it's definitely, regardless of what Kamara does or doesn't do, uh, I, I think New Orleans can cover 10 and a half at 11. And pro- it, it's probably, I'd give this one a 38-20, 38-17 Saints. And they carry. All running backs, just, yeah. to, just to clear up, all running backs have been cleared besides Kamara yet. Kamara. But I, he's okay. he should be as long as there's no setbacks. He should be. But we'll, we'll see. Okay. I, before we move on, I'm, I'm changing. Pops, I'm leaving you on an island. Oh, they man. talked me into it. Saints win. Saints win, and they win oh, by my. more than 10 and a half. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm well, changing my pick. That's the kiss of death. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <LJ. laughs> yep. That's you Chicago are wrong. Is it too late to change again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We finish with the night capper, the final game of the wild card week. And in prime time on NBC with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the number six seed Cleveland Browns. Browns making the playoffs for, I think, the first time in – 20-something years? First time since Bill Belichick, I think, was there. Since (laughs) 1937. It's been a long time, and they finally got back in the playoffs. They did it by Barrett, and then they get a rematch with their hated rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know before we get on the spread, which the Steelers are minus six, so they're by six points. Pops, you seem like when we were talking before, you're like – Kind of scratching your head on why this game ended up being the primetime one. Are you still thinking that? Or Yeah, it just seemed odd that this would be the Sunday night game to me. Um, I just – Baltimore-Tennessee would be a really good game. I, like you said, that's the that's probably the one I'm looking the most forward to, and that's on and at noon. And they're putting that one at noon. So, yeah, it seemed a little odd they'd put, put this one on Sunday night to me. Is, is Buffalo, yeah, it is does. Buffalo the night game? Nope, morning. Saturday night? No, Tampa Bay's morning the night game, game on Saturday. No, but, huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Well, I don't know. interesting. But th- this game, uh, in my notes, I wrote down COVID because the Browns are getting screwed. They their head coach Stefanski <laughs> tested positive, so he will not be coaching. And Stefanski is one of the handful of coaches that is not only the head coach but also the play caller. And I think yeah. he's kind of the Baker Mayfield whisperer. He was really big for Baker this year. I. I don't know the Steelers. You know they they didn't they start after starting eleven to no they didn't really finish great, but they all, they almost beat the Browns last week when the Browns were playing for their lives with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So I think the Hall of Famer Big Ben wins by six at least. I think they win by seven easily, maybe even more. I just don't trust Baker, especially without Stefanski. Uh, since he is your favorite player, LJ, we'll go to you next. <laughs> what do you think, Big Ben or Baker Mayfield? Um, I mean, if you're if you're giving me those two, I'm not happy either way. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to I want to take C, none of the above. <laughs> um, I it's tough because uh, the coach being out, I think is. I mean, I want to pick Cleveland. I really want to. I feel like they could win this game. Um, but I just without having your head coach there, I just think it's too tough. I mean, they they might pull one of those like we got to win it for him, and Nick Chubb just carries the whole team on his back. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like a likely play. So I think I'm going to have to go Steelers, even with the minus six. Yeah, that one. 
I just think without coaching, and I think I'm trying to look it up real quick. It's not just uh, Stefanski who's out. Pro Bowl guard Joel Batoni and wide receiver Hodge also will be unavailable after testing positive. And there's like a wide receiver coach also mm, out. That hurts. I just think we've seen this throughout the year. It's just it's just going to be yeah. tough. I mean, maybe they can go out and win it for Stefanski, but I think it's just going to be tough. I, I wish I'd have got on this when it opened up at Pittsburgh minus yeah. four, but uh, I, I, I missed my opportunity. Minus six is the line. Tony, what do you got? Where did LJ go? Did you go Pittsburgh? I went Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I am. Uh, evil laugh there. Yeah. Yeah. This, anyway, uh, <laughs> I won't say it. Uh, the I, I think the um, y- yeah, Batoni Batonio or how do you really say his name? Uh, that starting left guard is a big deal being out. And I really, uh, you know, for them, I'm glad the last two days nobody's had another positive test. I'm really surprised that there's not more players that are out because of close contact in that offensive line. Um, you know, the whole wide receiver core had to sit out two weeks ago, and Jarvis Landry missed his first game ever. Uh, Lost to the Jets. Because of Still that. Still salty about losing out on money for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I just think – I think Stefanski will be in an RV in the parking lot calling plays anyway. <laughs> so um, – but uh, – Down I, by the river. <laughs> down by the river. Down by the Allegheny, whatever. What I can't remember what those three rivers Monongahela. are. Monongahela. <laughs> Monongahela and the Punxsutawney. I don't know. Anyway, Ohio. And the so Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, that's it. It's the confluence. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, anyway, I got off track. A lesson on Ohio uh, rivers. <laughs> Pittsburgh is uh, going to be my call here, even though I think Chubb could really do some damage against the Steelers. You, you know, I, Steelers had it rough for two or three weeks. Everybody does, but they've seemed to have pulled it together, starting with that indie game second half two weeks ago. And uh, should have won this last weekend, but it didn't matter. So um, I think they got the rest they needed. They really didn't have that off week because of the COVID. And uh, and so I think they're they're ready to go. And I think Pittsburgh definitely has this game. And, and I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Baker Mayfield throw three or more uh, picks in this game. Yeah, well, one thing that gets Baker Mayfield kind of his kryptonite is he's bad when he's facing pressure. And I know Pittsburgh has lost quite a bit on their linebacking core, but that one thing yeah. they do well is they get pressure. So I, I kind of think pressure. it's it's yeah. just it's not a good combination. So we are right now three for three We're, so far on a rested up Big Ben. Oh man, pops, are you making it a four for four? Oh, or? No. Well, let me share this little trick, this little Ooh. stat with you. Cleveland is 0-17 and 17 at Heinz Field since 2003. <laughs> okay? Not good. That is, that is not They're good. They're due. And if, if you calculate that 17 years because they haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years and had a chance to meet Pittsburgh <laughs> so, at Heinz Field. So, so with due. that said, yes, I'm going to fall in line. I'm going to make it four for four. I think oh, it's Pitt, no. Pitt wins, and I think Pitt, Pitt Covers Holy. the spread. Oh no! We're, is that our <laughs> four only for one? four? It's guaranteed to happen. Oh, it's guaranteed. So no. Cleveland now. wins. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our only one. Oh great! Wow. I, I, I'll give you a. a here's the other uh, statistic that's definitely going to put us put us under against the spread this year. Pittsburgh is ten and six. Uh, Cleveland is uh, next to last at six and ten against wow. the spread wow. this year. Uh, so it's a lock. It's a lock. You think it's a lock? I'll give you. They were thirty first. Put well, the house tie, on it. 
Who do you think was 32nd? Who would get against the spread? Who was 32nd? Five and 11. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Boy, y'all are good. That's correct. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I just know they started out like the first seven games. So Yeah. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. How about that? The 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 great, the vaunted Dallas Cowboys. Whew. Oh man. Whew. All right. So we just went four for four on the Steelers. So I mean guaranteed oh, to happen, boy. obviously. So Let's let's talk about locks then. Let's go with our bet online lock of the week. We we got to still do one. We uh, it's been a couple weeks since we haven't recorded, so let's see if we can hit on a nice little parlay for the people. What is going to be pops your lock of wild card weekend over at bet online? Wow, I really wasn't thinking of a lock, so I'm looking to see which one of these I feel strongest about. And is it not the Steelers? I mean, we went four for four. No, 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 no. Take that. I think my lock is that Seattle, Seattle's going to win and cover. I think that's going to be my lock that Seattle with, with, you know, potentially a hall of fame quarterback playing the Wolford of wall street. I think, uh, I think Seattle is my lock of the week. Yeah, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that one. LJ, what did you got? Man, I mean, I'm going for it. I'm going to take Washington as my lock of the week. Wow. I'm going all the way for it. What? Yep. I'm taking it. The wa- uh, Real quick, is it the Washington money line or is it the Washington plus eight? Oh, no, take that plus eight, um, just in case. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that money line's not my lock. <laughs> Probably a smart call. I just want to, I just want to see how ballsy yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so we got the Washington football team. We got the Seattle Seahawks. Tony, do you have a lock? I see you doing a little research. Well, I can't, I can't, you know, truly say the Rams as my lock, can I? <laughs> that would kind of be uh, counterproductive, wouldn't it? <laughs> it? It would seem so. I mean, I guess you can, but it would seem a little. Maybe you're just having your bets. You're going to get buy a point and take the Rams at two and a half. Which, <laughs> um, no. Uh, Actually, I'll go with um, uh, Baltimore would be my next my next lock at three and a half. I, I think Baltimore. Man, I'm I really wish, like you said earlier, I wish Baltimore was two and a half. If it was, that would be the easiest yeah. lock of the week for me. You can get it. But, yeah. So if someone will, if it'll somehow get to three, great. I don't think it's just going to go higher. I think we'll we'll probably see it yeah. at four four and a half before the end of the week. Well, I had two written down, and it was Seahawks and Ravens. But just to be a little different, especially after hearing us talk about it, the Steelers, it's a lock. It's a oh, done God. deal. Put the house on it. Put your pink slip on it. Whatever you got, that's a done, done deal. Plus, be a what does Big Ben do the best? He- we don't need no meow. <laughs> we don't need no cats. And a cat is Baker Mayfield. I need a dog like Ben Roethlisberger. I need Big Ben who was the leading the 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 number one quarterback for wins in Cleveland Stadium for a while now. He finally got surpassed this year by Baker. But yeah, I'm going Steelers. That's my lock, minus six. Be a dog. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, before we move on from the playoffs, from the wild card weekend, can you guys, I want to get a three-seater lower that you guys, I'm not saying you're picking them to win the Super Bowl, but just that you think can win the Super Bowl. I'll start with Pops. Well, I've got three sitting down here, but you know what? I'm going with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's got their stuff together. I think they rested at the right time. I do think that Hall of Famer Roethlisberger is going to come out and really do. I, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's my pick. I'll just stop there. Pittsburgh's my pick. I think if we call him that word one more time or that if we call Big Ben an HOF one more time, LJ might just leave the box. I, <laughs> I mean, know. and you know what? Okay, LJ so we were talking out. about the football team, and you were like, oh, uh, Alex uh, Alex Smith just drops back and dumps it off to somebody. I mean, what is Roethlisberger's de- – like, that's all he does. That's all he knows how to do. He throws to a guy in the flats 9%, 99% of the time. I mean, Jesus. Okay, whatever. Go on. There we go. All right. I knew we could get a big Ben rant if we just kept pushing, kept, kept poking. Ooh, there it is. All right. So Steelers is who Pop's going with real bold. I said a three-seater lower, and he took a three-seater. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, LJ, do you have one? There's another good three-seat over on the other side. I mean, um, I, who are the three-seeds? Um Oh, then again, you're not going to take Tampa because you're picking oh, the Reds. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're losing first round. Uh, Seattle's a three-seed. You want me to give you – 
Take a Tampa Bay or Tennessee. I think I think they were well, my so other thoughts. What I was going to say is I think uh, Ravens versus Tennessee that game that has the potential to have a Super Bowl victor come out of it. So um, I could happily pick either one of those. So just to play the game, I said that uh, who did I say was winning that game? I can't remember. You. I don't think you said a winner. Said you said Tennessee. Tennessee you said Tennessee wins. Okay. I, I'll and say Tennessee. Covers. I'll say Tennessee could uh, could could win the Super Bowl. I'll say that happily. Okay. All right, well, I'll just go on the exact opposite of that game. I like the Ravens. Yeah. I, I think the Ravens are really good, and I think that offense is humming. Defense is getting better. I like the Ravens. Both of them can Tony, do it, for what sure. what do you say? Well. I might have just stole your thunder there by going no, Ravens. No, I, I okay. thought about that. Uh, I honestly, uh, the, the outlier for me that's got the best chance <clears throat> is the Rams. because, And here's why. Yeah. They have got um, – a dominant side of the football. Uh, you, They are going to dominate you on defense. Now, you're, you're going to have to beat their defense. Now, they can't score a lot. They can score a little. And the thing about the NFC is, uh, for uh, you know, you can run against – if they get past Seattle, you can run against Green Bay. It's tougher to run against Tampa Bay, but Tampa's going to have to go to Green Bay first. If they get to go play the Saints, I think they can run – I like. I, I think the Rams with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey playing uh, at the tops of their games. Those are two guys yeah. that, that are in the. You, you could say they're the, one of the top five or top ten athletes in the NFL. Yeah, and and so I I I think the Rams uh, could could be that team just like the Ravens did. You know what is it? Fifteen, sixteen years ago now. When Ray Lewis was just yeah. the, the the most dominant player in the NFL, yeah, I think I was so far. Yeah, what did, what did Ray Lewis tell? Didn't Ray Lewis tell Trent Dilf- Dilfer, "You score ten points and we'll win"? Something we'll like win. that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think if if somehow the Rams can score twenty, if, if the Rams can score twenty points against Green Bay, I think they can beat them. If the Rams score seventeen points against Green Bay, I think they can beat them. That's interesting. I I do think. As much as uh, we, we've had fun with uh, Walford starting, I don't really think the Rams lost all that much with Walford coming in for golf. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they lost all that much. So I, I don't think the offense takes that big of a hit. And, yeah, they do have the best player in the playoffs probably in Aaron Donald. I, I think yeah. he's a step It's up. a reason. Hey, don't get me right. wrong. I, it's not like I'm going out and putting money on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm just saying if uh, underneath the three, I, I do like the Rams. And other than that, I think uh, if you look at the odds from Vegas – Tampa Bay as a five seed is probably one of the highest odds five seeds you've ever seen at 10 to one. I, that's ridiculous for a five seed. So I think people are really putting money on Brady. Yeah. People like to do that. (laughs) Yeah. The, 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 I'm looking at it now, the team below the three seed or lower. That is the number one favorite right now on bet online is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 900. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the next one is the Ravens, and I think this could be uh, hindering my pick a little bit. The Ravens are the next at plus 1,000. And I may or may not have, before they played the Cowboys, put a little like $20 futures bet on the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl at plus 2,800. So it's possible that's really? in my head. Wow. That might be in my head a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Be in my are head. You gonna, are you going <laughs> to... Are you going to frame that right next to your AFC East Miami Dolphins ticket? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I believe the fifth. <laughs> okay. And I also I thought about the Colts, but I, because Philip Rivers is the best, I think the the most passing yards of any quarterback to not win a Super Bowl. 
So I thought it yeah. would be cool for Phil to get one. And like we mentioned, yeah. Jonathan Taylor kind of coming on. But they'd have to beat the Bills this week and then beat the, they would play the Chiefs, Chiefs next week. So that that's tough. To have, you have to beat the first two in the first that two weeks. Tough. If they do that, then, yeah, it feels good. But that, that's tough. I think it's what the Eagles did, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Is that what they did? They beat the yeah. one and the two? With our boy BD in at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of the Eagles, that's where I wanted to go next. We want to talk about a little uh, non, non-playoff non related, and the Eagles don't have to worry about that. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> had an issue with what old Dougie, Dougie P did down there against the Washington football team with Philadelphia. They, they were in the game, playing well. I think they had led at halftime, and then they decided – Jalen Hurts was no longer any good, and they're going with Suddy, Nick Sudfield at quarterback. Um, I'll just start, LJ, with you. A lot of Giants, just to set it up, in case you didn't know, the Giants were rooting hard for the Eagles because if the Eagles would have won, the Giants get in. But instead, since the, the football team won, Washington gets in instead. So Giants players were obviously very upset on Twitter as the game was going on. And then uh, what's his name? Joe Judge had a, had a good reaction afterward where he was talking. He, he basically didn't call out Doug Peterson, but basically did. So, LJ, I want to know what, what's your thoughts? I don't care. I don't care. What do you think I care about this game? <laughs> God. That's, that's the best answer. <laughs> that is. That is the best that's answer. That's true. <laughs> that really is. I, I think it's actually NBC getting what they deserve for putting this as the nightcapper. They, they shouldn't have put this as their primetime game because I'm guessing they flexed it and they had a choice. And that's what they were. So, it's, that's their fault. Uh, Pops, I know we, me and you were actually watching this game together. And in the moment... Both of us were a little like, what? I mean, we're definitely perplexed, and I think maybe even a little like annoyed with him just for the integrity of it. What What do you think? Do you have a reaction? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I'm kind of – Peterson did a mistake. I think you need to see Jalen Hurts. You need to see him in that situation. You needed to play him, I thought. Now – he did note that he wanted to see Sudfield hey, in NFL action. You know, I, I know the audience can't see what I'm doing, but whatever. That's, <laughs> that's horseshit. Uh, he, he did not want to see Sudfield. You want to see your rookie draft pick at quarterback, especially when you think you're going to try to unload Wentz. But all that said, win more than six game New York games, New York Giants, if you want in the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's you true. know, come on, give me a Very break. Uh, and. Philly, conceivably, I heard Ryan Rosillo say this. I think they improved their draft pick from like six to four or something. So not nine to nine six. To nine six. to six. I mean, so you you know who you know who Philadelphia is is rooting for Philadelphia. And if they improve their draft pick three spots uh, by doing that, who the hell cares what they did to the New York Giants? Uh, it did leave me with a bad feeling, but you know what? Philadelphia can do what they want to do. And if you can't win more than six games, you got no cause to bitch about not being in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm curious because I feel the same way. Like when I was seeing the after I saw the Giants complain, I was like, oh, I feel bad for them. And then I thought about it. I was with you. I was like, win more than six effing <laughs> games, and then you can complain about not making the playoffs. But that said, had the Cowboys beat the Giants and they were needing the Eagles to win. Do you think our opinion changes? Does yours change at all? You know, I hope not because the Cowboys sucked this year. <laughs> they were terrible. You quit watching them or said you were. So, you know, would I be? I quit and join them. I still watch. I just quit and join them. <laughs> I might have been tempted, Kevin, to be upset about it, but I shouldn't have been. So that's my answer to that. Tony? Okay, so, you know, when Jalen Hurts was taken from the game, 
It wasn't like he was 15 for 20 or 18 for 20. He was 7 for 20. (laughs) 7 for 20. If you ask me, Doug Peterson was trying to win the fucking ball game. He put in a guy that sure wasn't passing at 35% and had a passer rating of under 90. I mean, give me a break. And as far as the Giants, fuck the Giants. You know, that's what I say to the Giants. You want to do something about it when when Philadelphia comes to East Rutherford, hang a 60-pointer on them. You know, that's what that's what happens. You know, that's that's how you do that. And uh you know, whatever. But you, you know, I you can't complain and to see the guy, they've seen Jalen Hurts now for two and three quarters games. How much more do you need to see? I mean, nobody say anything into Miami about the goofball thing they did by putting in Tua when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick taking them to the playoffs and all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry, you lost one game. You're out of the playoffs because you started screwing around with the way you were winning football games. And if it wasn't for the fact that Fitzpatrick somehow got the COVID the last week of the season, Miami might have had a chance to win that game because they had to pay two of the whole game. Nobody was complaining, oh, he took two out and put it in Fitzpatrick. You know, just get over it. He, it, it, it just get over it. It's it, Like I said, if he had gone 15 for 20 and they pulled him out, okay, now we got some shenanigans. He was 7 for 20. He was playing bad. He wasn't playing good. I, you know, I, I just said, I yeah, it's, it's hard to his be- feelings hurt anymore, so I took him out of the game. That's probably what I would have said. <laughs> it, it's hard to follow that up. <laughs> that, there was some good passion coming there from <laughs> Uncle Tony. I, but I'm, we're all in agreement. I think at the moment, I was like, what's the integrity of the sport? I, I was thinking it was, I couldn't believe they did it. And then after I was like, who cares? Like LJ said, who effing cares? Come draft time. You know, Eagles fans were upset. Come draft time, I bet they don't care. I bet they're not like, well, damn, I kind of wish we were picking nine. I wish we would have won that game and we were dropped down three. And it sure hurt their playoff means, position, what huh? If Pickens, yeah, they were done. They weren't making the playoffs. And what if that means at six now, a team loves Zach Wilson from BYU or Fields drops, and the Eagles can now trade down six for a haul? Or maybe they get someone they really like. I, At the end of the day, it's fine. And Doug Peterson afterward said he wasn't trying to lose. He wanted to see Sudfield and all this stuff. I think it really wasn't a Doug Peterson decision. I think the owners told him, we're losing this game, buddy. You better make it happen or you're in trouble. And he did what he had to do, which is put Sudfield in. And they lost. And I, I don't think there's that big of a deal. Uh, yeah. Um, moving well, on. I, just oh, go ahead. one last thing. So I think it was just awesome how – you know, the Jets fans, as they were going through this losing streak, and they go, oh, Trevor Lewis. And Adam Gase screws them one last time by winning those last two ball games. <laughs> and I was talking to a guy the other day. I can't believe they blew that by winning a game. I said, do you think they blew it? That was Adam Gase's last flip-off to the owners of the Jets to say, I know you're going to fire my ass. Fuck you. Here, I'm going to win the last two games. <laughs> I could have been doing all year, that but was- I didn't. So there you go. And – you know, so it's just it's just the exact opposite of what happened here in Philly. You know, come on, man, just just get over it. That was Adam Gase doing his best Earl Thomas impersonation <laughs> and giving him one last finger. One last finger. Off the field. I'm out. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic, and uh, Tony, you touched on this a little bit, but as we know, the guy that uh, I I did I will admit to it, I did have a futures bet on the Dolphins to win the AFC East, and uh, Tua sucked. I'm big to a believer. I think I still am. But now the Dolphins, because 
Thank Bill O'Brien also gave one last fu to the Texans, and he <laughs> traded their number one over or their number three pick for. Uh, so the Dolphins now pick at number three and number eighteen. Should the Dolphins consider drafting a quarterback at three? Uh, Tony, no, they no. There's going to be plenty of uh, uh, there's going to be plenty of veteran quarterbacks out there. Maybe Carson Wentz. Uh, that they can go, and I meant that seriously. Matt that, Stafford, they Matt Stafford. There, there, there are any number of of quality uh, veteran quarterbacks that you could bring in and and let Tua sit and do a Taysom Hill with him, where you do let him play 15, 20 plays a game and, and, and get him ready. He's not ready, and so I. I but I, I do think though he's got the arm strength to play in the NFL. He did show that. He's just not ready. Uh, so I, I would I would say no. Well, we just saw this happen not too long ago where the, the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen, whatever it was, eight or nine, and then the next year drafted Kyler Murray. The difference is that was the number one overall pick, not the number three. Now, if you're saying the Dolphins had Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's different. Pops, what do you think? Are you Should the Dolphins consider drafting a quarterback? Or? You know, I never really saw to a play enough to – I still don't have a good grasp on how talented he is or is not – but I've heard a lot of people who I respect say that he's really good. So I, I think I'm lining up with Tony in that. Give him a little time. I think he'll be fine. I don't think I'd draft a quarterback uh, unless maybe Justin Fields falls to three. Or I think I would use that as either trade bait uh, or or I'd pick the best available D-line rusher or something like that. Uh, and, I, and by the way, you mentioned the name. Matt Stafford, I'll, I would like to see Matt Stafford get with a team and have an opportunity because I think he's had a damn fine career. I think he's a tough guy uh, that's played in obscurity up there at Detroit. I think he's had, what, I read somewhere, three 1,000-yard rushers in his whole career uh, with him. So He hadn't had a 100-yard rusher in, I believe, it's six years uh, until geez. this year. AP got 100 yards in the air. Swift, one of them got 100 yards. It was the first time in six years they had a 100-yard rusher. Wow. It's insane. Now, it is insane. And I'd like to see Stafford get a shot at, at, at playing on a really good football And team. I still think there's gas in the tank. I do, too. I think you're I right. I do, too. So my, my answer to you about two is I don't think I would take a quarterback at three. And unless Fields is there and you want to think about, but I, I might even trade trade out to let to get more picks. LJ, you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I'm sick and tired of the NFL attitude of a quarterback has 10 games to become a top five contender or a coach has two years to become a division champion. I mean – Come on, give him some time. He he improved every month he played. Uh, Tua did. So why why would you? Besides week seventeen, he was pretty bad in week seventeen. Yeah, but month to month he got better. If you look at his month to month stats, yeah. he got better. I mean, whatever. I don't care. Um, I, this is like the Eagles. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but I just like if it ain't playoffs, LJ doesn't care. <laughs> whatever. It's Miami. Who cares? Hey, um, by the way, there was a quarterback in Kansas City that set out a whole year, and he's turned out pretty good. So Tua Steel could be pretty good. Well, and and uh, so you're saying maybe maybe as Tony said, they should have left Fitzpatrick in for the year. I think they <laughs> should have just learned. I truly think they should have. Yeah, but I mean, but also you look at like Peyton Manning, who threw like the most interceptions a rookie's ever thrown in history. I mean, you can get your trial by fire. You can sit on the bench. Either way, you could become a great quarterback. You don't expect your rookies to just light the world on fire. You don't get an MVP out of a rookie very often. So give them some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I would say 
you, regardless of if you actually are or not, when you're picking top three, you probably should at least consider it, like at least interview fields. But if nothing else, tell everyone you're thinking about it. Oh, yeah. So the other teams are nervous if fields drops. So you make sure to go, oh, if you want fields, we're thinking about doing it. So you better give us something good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, but I'm, I'm with y'all. LJ, you said, I think you hit it, or at least you got where I was going with, where Tua started nine games this year. He went six and three in those games. I know Fitz ended up winning a few of those late, so it's not. I'm not crediting Tua with six wins there. But his stats were 64% completion percentage, 180 yards per game, 11 touchdowns, and five interceptions with the 87 quarterback ready. I just would like to remind people that Josh Allen's rookie stats two years ago <laughs> were 52% completion percentage in 11 games, 170 yards per game, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks on a 67 quarterback ready. So worse in every single category. And now the dude's an MVP candidate. Just, yeah. just chill. Just chill. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you could go get him a couple weapons. I mean, there's a, uh, like that's worked for I Josh know, get Allen. Him a digs, yeah. And, <laughs> Julio Jones is out there, or you could go I've, get. Uh, for, I, there's a couple of former teammates out there I hear that might be available at three or eighteen, and Waddle or Devonte Smith, Heisman winner Devonte Smith. So, dude, I'll tell you right now, hottest just right there, Gall, can, coming out of Detroit, and this is why Matt Stafford needs to leave. Kenny Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are both uh, free agents. Wow, and so uh, both of those guys, and, and Marvin will come fairly fairly cheap. So, and he'd be a great a great addition to that and team with uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. I Just go get him some weapons. And even if maybe two is not ready and let the, let Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick showed he might could get, they won 11 games, didn't they? Or 10 games. Yeah. They weren't far. So no. And Chan Gailey resigned today, the OC at Miami. So they'll have uh, their fourth offensive coordinator in four years in Miami next year. <laughs> Was Chan Gailey part of the offensive, like uh, offensive coordinator, one time for the Cowboys during that run? He was head a coach. head coach for a season. How is he still around coaching? As he had offensive retired coordinator? and they brought him back. He retired and Flores brought him back. And he's the reason Fitzpatrick huh? came to town. Well, they should. They, I was big on. I loved the two of move when it happened, but hindsight being twenty twenty, should have stuck with Fitzy. <laughs> Well, I mean, but every year what happens to Fitzpatrick is he has three to five amazing games and then three to five god awful games and then three to five amazing games. And then you don't know what you get at the end of the year. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Either way, they're in a good position. I'd love to be the Dolphins moving forward. You have a good roster. I like their head coach and they pick number three and 18. I'd much rather be them than the Cowboys. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that job. (laughs) Speaking of jobs, I do want to ask you guys, what is the best coach vacancy out there right now? We have the Jaguars picking number one overall, the Jets picking number two overall. Thank you, Adam Gase. The Atlanta Falcons or the the Houston Texans, who I, do they even have a pick? I don't know. Bill O'Brien might have gotten all of them out. I don't know. What do you think, Pops? What's the the most this this? Oh, and I didn't mention the Sandy uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, Los Angeles Chargers also out there. What do you think is the the sexiest? open position. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that last team because Justin Hebert uh, and and some of the talent Herbert. that Herbert did some of the talent they have at the Chargers. I think that would be that would be the one I would choose if if plus you're living in South California. So that <laughs> would not yeah. be bad. And I don't even the fans don't seem to care that much about the, the Chargers. They don't I don't think you're gonna get ripped if you have a couple of years where it's not great. Anthony Lynn stuck around for a while losing bad games. So I, I'm with Pops. That one's easy to me. You, you got a, you got your quarterback. You got a good roster. I think it's a, that one's fairly easy. Tony, 
See you dancing or not? Yeah, I'm trying to, over there. I'm trying to see if I can do my Tupac. California. You trying to live and die in L.A.? Yeah. You might want to go back to Cali, Cali. Yeah. I'm not known for my rap skills. So, yeah, I can. Yeah. Luckily, I've. I've got moves for a podcast. The uh, <laughs> Chargers, I think, is still. Yeah, I agree with you guys. That to me is. Oh man, I, who wouldn't want to go? Because Her- Herbert's the real deal. You don't have to wait and see. He's the real deal. And the, I, yeah, the as truth, much as we like to say Trevor Lawrence is a real deal, we've seen Herbert do it in the Herbert. NFL. I tr- Next, John Elway, in my opinion. Whoa! Hmm. Whoa! Interesting. Whoa. Wow. Larry Legend. Speaking he, of John Elway, we got a John oh, Elway fan bro. over here. LJ, what, what's yeah. the sexiest uh, position? Are you going with Chargers? Well, this is be a little this is a shit sandwich for me because I can't pick the Chargers, the AFC West. Um, yeah. So uh, and then so the next best is the Jaguars, and I'm going to sit there with Trevor Lawrence next year. No, thank you. So then I've got to go with either the the <laughs> no the New York you. Jets or the Houston Texans. Disgusting. Um, I guess I'm probably going to hop over to Houston and try to hope that I can keep Deshaun Watson from mutinying, but I don't know. I don't like either of these. That See, I think that's why the Texans are at least interesting because at least you go and you get – I mean, Deshaun Watson might be a top three quarterback. He's at least a top five quarterback. At least you yeah. – Herbert, even though we think he's going to be good, we know Deshaun Watson's good, like MVP good. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah. you don't have a first-round pick, but – Yeah, and well, but it also uh, sounds like Deshaun Watson doesn't even want to be in Houston anymore. So, I mean, I think you got to get on your hands and knees before you even get the job trying to beg him to stay, so – yeah, uh, yeah, and and I and I would do whatever he asked. I, I'm trying <laughs> to. If I'm the head coach, I'm like, please, Deshaun, please. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants the Detroit job. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I mentioned the Detroit job, did I? <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, the Lions are also available. No, no, of course not. I think the Lions. Well, I'd rather be in the Jets. Slate, I do think the Lions are going to get rid of everything. They're going to like like Tony yeah. mentioned. Both receivers are gone. It's I think they're trading sale. Stafford for. Uh, some parts. I think it's Robert Sala's job. He's taking that one. It's a it's a side to it's me. A fire no thanks. No thanks. Yeah. Um, moving on, Dad. We were talking this before, and you might have looked something up. I don't know. Do we have any idea how much the NFL lost, like money wise, or just in general, with no fans billions. in the stadium? You're right, LJ. It is in the billions, and I, and I've got a few stats here that I'll I'll read through. Some of these you might find interesting. Um, the average number of seats in an NFL stadium is just under 70,000. Uh, there are 32 teams with 30 stadiums. The Giants and the Jets share the MetLife Stadium. The Chargers and the Rams uh, share SoFi. Uh, so the average ticket cost is $151. That's the average. Obviously, there's higher cost and lower cost, but uh, that's from SeatGeek. Uh, by the way, it was $30 average seat in 2000, in the year 2000. Wow. Um, highest ticket cost, highest average ticket cost. I thought this was interesting. Los Angeles Chargers at 166. And the lowest average ticket cost, Buffalo Bills at $71 wow. a ticket. But if you take 70,000 seats and multiply it by the average ticket cost of $151, that's 10,000, or that's $10.6 million in ticket revenue. Per game. All right. So 10.6 million in ticket revenue. You have the average parking pass is $94. And you can have 
NRG Stadium in Houston has 26,000 parking passes. Green Bay's uh, Stadium uh, has has uh, 3,000. So I used an average of 5,000 5, parking passes at a game at $94. That's another 470,000, half a million. Concessions are $4 million uh, per game. And the average margin on that is 90%. So let's just throw another 3.6 million per game. So if you're keeping up, if you're keeping up per game, per home game, the the, uh, home team would make $14.6 million. Jeez. That's million dollars. So the other thing that they get is corporate sponsorship. In 2018, the NFL made $1.3 billion. Uh, you divide that up by 32 teams. Uh, most of that is naming rights for stadiums. And the two biggest, would y'all know what the two biggest naming rights? AT&T Stadium yes. and MetLife. And MetLife. That's right. Ah, good, good, good. Ah. MetLife and AT&T at, one, at $19 million a year. That's, that's New York and Dallas, New York right? and Dallas, Just yes, for- New York and Dallas. So corporate sponsorships really wouldn't change. But so here's the deal. From TV revenue, if I calculated right, they get about $5.6 billion a year. Adding all that $14.6 million a game and multiply it by eight home games a team, et cetera, et cetera, that's $3.7 billion that they're losing, okay? Still getting the TV money. They're still getting the corporate money of $1.3 billion. So overall, they would make $10.6 billion. So three point seven. Divided by the 10.6, that's 35% of their revenue, the NFL's revenue they lost this year uh, because they couldn't put Ouch. fans in seats. That That's a lot. That's I, a lot of money. I'm not an accountant, nor am I the biggest numbers guy, but that seems like a lot of cash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, wouldn't you consider, is the salary cap going to go down 35% next year? And if it does... What happens? I mean, there, there's 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 going to have to be something that happens with that because teams can't just start cutting that many players. Um, it it goes down. Yeah, some. they'll probably just have to take a hit. They they can't lower that a, much, like you're saying. It's but. based on the previous year's uh, earnings, though, yeah. right? And if so, yeah. if they've yeah, lost thirty five percent of their earnings, then it does stand to reason that the salary cap would go down somewhere in that in that range. And I don't it's know not that much, but there is a calculation against it. Yeah, the the amount of revenue. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing, and you're right. It, it it's lost, and I I really appreciate those 32 multi billionaires <laughs> sacrificing 35 percent of their billion dollar revenue. Yeah. so that we could have football this year. But I can tell you this: ain't none of them paying taxes this year. None of them. You know what I wonder? They got a nice loss on their books. I'm glad you said that, Tony. Where do I have that? The NFL was was tax exempt until like 2015. They were tax exempt. Well, I do think there's a – Are you kidding? I think that's the the NFL as an organization, whereas each team was taxed still. Is my understanding. I could be wrong Maybe so, LJ. I saw that and I thought, oh, my God, that's incredible. So – yeah. You know what I wonder though, Pops? So, as you mentioned, they lost a lot of money. And next year, hopefully, you know, heaven forbid this vaccine works and we're able to return to normal, as we're all praying for, we get back in the stadium. I already know Jerry charged a lot for that pork sandwich in a Miller Lite. 
But what's he going to charge next year? They got to make up the losses. He's going to add another five dollars to everything, right? Good lord! It's Parking a, passes are going to go up. Tickets are going to go up. Hot dog yeah, in history. Gonna be, we're going to get the COVID tax. Yeah. Um, the estimates, by the way, put it, the salary cap loss. Uh, it's going to go probably go down at about eleven point two percent from this past year. So that's going to be huge. I mean, that's ten percent of your salary cap plus a little. That's that's crazy. That's a big deal because they're used yeah. to it increasing about yeah. six or seven percent every year. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, I get. I bet they're, they're they have to be banking on hopefully just once once we're all be able to go back to normal that people will be so ready to go to a game that like even the Chargers will sell things out. <laughs> even the Chargers, even, even, the, even Chargers. the Chargers at the highest price ticket. I would have not guessed no, they had the highest never. price ticket. I, that's that they have the yeah. highest. Average no wonder the fans ticket. don't go. Yeah. Oh, okay. New, still. Newest stadium, right? Yeah. Buffalo probably has yeah. one of the oldest yeah. stadiums. I bet you're right. They've got one of the newest stadiums. And so. Well, and, and think about, too, like the location and what those types of people will spend. I mean, Buffalo is known as a very blue collar place, so they're not necessarily the most affluent um, people. But Well, I, I'm gosh, glad LJ, you're, this you're is part a little of the Bills point. Mafia. Why don't you tell us? No, I am telling you, we're blue collar. We're blue collar. I'm jobless, right? I'm jobless and homeless, actually. So <laughs> blue collar is against. I will say I'm happy. This is a little off point, but I'm glad that. I mean, I, as long as it works out and they're safe, COVID wise, I'm glad some Bills Mafia is able to get in and watch. They have a great yeah. fan yeah. base and they have a great team. Yeah, it would yeah. suck if this was the year. They're awesome. And they can't go at all. I, now I hope everything yeah. works out because it's not like the COVID goes. Oh, it's playoffs. We'll take a break for that Sunday. <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's still going on. So I just hope yeah. it's safe. But yeah. Uh, but last thing I had before leaving football, uh, and it's kind of stick with money. Did y'all see some of the fun incentive stuff from Week Seventeen? That's now my new favorite thing is looking up all the different players and their incentives for like what they. Well, need I did see who was it. Somebody was supposed to run out the clock and then change the play call to get their running back in Seattle. Check. Seattle did that. Was uh, that Russ? Uh, yeah, Russ did it for a receiver, yeah, David Russ, Moore, I think. David Moore is on a one-year eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollar deal that includes a one hundred thousand dollar incentive bonus if he gets thirty-five receptions in a game <laughs> with thirty seconds left in the game. He had 34. Now, the Seahawks needed to – they needed to kneel. It was a one-possession game, and they need to kneel. But Russ, apparently – this is at least what what he's saying. I mean, I don't know. But he audibled out of a kneel to a little jet sweep touch pass (laughs) to get him that 35th catch. And then they kneeled. Just just to to throw it out there, I wanted to compare because I thought it was interesting. So, if you make $100,000 a year, that what he made, what he got there – it was a 12% roster bonus. So if you make $100,000 a year, that's like a $12,000 bonus. I know we're like, oh, it's an NFL player. What's $100,000? That's a, that's that's a nice a little bonus to get on week 17. If yeah. I'm David Moore, which apparently I think the, the whole team was on board because me and Pops were talking about this. I wonder if the owner's like, hold on now. I don't want him to get a 35th catch. That's some money. Cap's going down. But apparently the uh, the coaching staff even talked about it a little bit that David Moore's a team guy, he does special teams. Everyone likes him. You know, yeah. he's one of the guys that does a lot of the dirty work. So everyone was on board with him getting that thirty fifth catch shot. That was that was a cool one. Yeah. Um, another one that was neat, Mister. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw uh, Emmanuel Sanders. He uh, he needed eight catches on Sunday to reach his roster bonus to get sixty on the year, and. Philip River, I mean, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees was unloading the ball to him. He's making sure he got it. He got his eighth catch in the third quarter, and he got a $500,000 roster bonus 
And the best part, and we'll put this in the show notes, he uh, did a little money dance after. It was just like a, a regular first down catch. And he did like a whole little dance and the team was celebrating. Everybody knew that catch meant a lot. That's dope. So that was, that was a pretty cool one. And then another receiver also got a nice little bonus, Antonio Brown. Oh. The Bucks got the ball with just over two minutes left to play, leading 44 to 27. Game easily in hand. But instead of running out the clock, Brown's former roommate, I don't know if it's former, he might still be a roommate, I don't know, but Tom Brady decided, hold up, hold up, before we run this clock out, let's do first down, screen to A.B., second down, pop pass to A.B. on one of those little jet sweeps, third down, another touch pass to A.B., which got him his 11th catch of the game, and more importantly, his 45th of the season, and that got him a nice, smooth little quarter of a million dollar bonus. So... Nice, nice little Tom Brady. You know, that's nice. Of him I bet to, AB to also sure had a bonus for being on a roster at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It quarter. helps. It helps financially if you're on a roster. <laughs> that quarter mil is going to pay his legal fees in the offseason. <laughs> well, he's going to rack up more legal Brady fees. Brady also don't worry. finished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just needs to. I, I'm Again, I'm not an accountant, but uh, Tony, if you're listening, or Antony, sorry, Antonio, if you're listening, just put that one aside. Put that money aside because you, you may need it at some point. I don't know. But if you're busting out any more security cameras with bicycles or whatever you're doing down there, just be careful. Oh, God. Uh, Brady also finished in the top five in passing yards, which got him a $562,000 bonus. A little more for, for Mr. Tom there. But while there are some good stories, I have one, one bad story mm-hmm. for you. Riley Reef. Left tackle for the the Minnesota Vikings had an incentive where he gets a one million. It was two million dollar yeah. roster bonus for per- percentage snaps, yeah. and he already got one million of it. And then he needed to play ninety three point seven five percent of the snaps this year for the Vikings to get that that second million dollars for his uh, bonus. So a million dollars on the line in week seventeen. Reef was inactive for the first time all year, and he had never missed a snap coming into Sunday. So all he needed was the Vikings to have 66 snaps or less. Wow. And he still would have that percentage point. The Vikings had 74 oh. offensive snaps. Oh, no. <laughs> Putting Riley Reef at, he needed 93.75. He got 93.1% <coughs> of snaps played, which means he lost a million dollars by not playing. He had to sit at home and lose a oh. million dollars. That's Let me, let me do the lift tough. face. Ooh, that's that's bad, man. Ouch. That's That's bad. bad. So was he he wasn't a healthy inactive, was he? He was he hurt? No, he was scratched. I I don't know if it was COVID related, but it it was it was not a healthy scratch. He was scratched for now. I was reading that a lot of times when stuff happens like that, and sometimes in general, teams might even pay like depending on who the guys are, depending on the team, some teams are really good about they go ahead and pay you that incentive if you were that close to try to, you know. And Riley like like I was saying, never missed a snap all year. And then yeah. missed it by that much. I hope Minnesota goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. But then again, like Dad said, they lost a lot of money this year with COVID. So maybe they, that $1 is a little extra. Man, that's a million dollars. That's a Jeez. lot of money last I looked. Or it is to me anyway. <laughs> What's a million when you lost well, yeah, a billion? What is it? Nah. Eh, it's 1%. 10%. <laughs> eh. All right. Wrapping up. I do have a fun little thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. I, I read an article. This is totally non-football related. I read articles weekend about how New Yorkers are paying people to wait <laughs> in COVID testing lines. So there are businesses that were created to help people maybe it was to get the newest iPhone or get the newest PlayStation or Xbox or maybe the Jordans or lines at a Broadway show, whatever it is. 
there was businesses created around Manhattan where you could pay people to stand in line so you didn't have to actually stand there. And one of those businesses, same old dudes. It's a New York business that provides line standards for in-demand events. Well, demand collapsed when COVID basically shut everything down, especially in New York. But now COVID-19 testing has put a godsend where (laughs) the wait to get in private testing sites is stretching for sometimes up to four or more hours in New York. And the high demand to get in line ahead of the holidays a couple weeks ago led to a big jump with with line standards charging $80 an hour or more at times to stand in a COVID testing line. My question to you, is this ethical? I mean, these are, everybody needs to be COVID tested. This affects not just the rich, but the rich, the poor, minorities, everybody. Is it ethical to allow the richer people or people with more money to, to pay the line? And then on this other side, if I, if I have the money and I can avoid sitting in line for four hours, maybe my time is worth my money. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that, Pops? Uh, $80 an hour? I mean, he's, they're supporting the economy, dude. They're, they're helping people out that need to make money. I, I'd go stand in a line for 80 bucks an hour. Uh, Every day, every day, I'd stand in a line. Every <laughs> day, twice on Sunday. It's, yeah, I would do it. I, I don't think it's unethical. I mean, if you can afford to do it, and somebody's willing to do it, and and you're paying, I, hell, it's good for me. I don't think it's a problem. Hell, LJ. I mean, we were talking about blue car. I'd, I'd take eighty dollars an hour to stand in line. I'm guessing you would too. Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, on an individual by individual basis, it's, uh, I can't hear. Oh. Can y'all hear? Is that better? Can you hear me now? I bet he was saying something really good Could, too. No, yeah, it was phenomenal. Now he's using right. sign language. Nope. Nope. Um, it doesn't work well one. for pod. No, pod sign language isn't no. very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, what do you th- what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about this testing and, and standing in line? So, and all this? I'd say this, and you made a good point of: is anybody not being able to get tested? And the answer to that is no. You're still in line. You're not taking somebody else's place in line. You're just standing for somebody in line. So I, I'm fine with it. I, it. It's pretty funny to me. I mean, if, if somebody's, you're going to pay somebody to walk your damn dog, I guess you can pay somebody to stand in line for you. Well, you know, one thought I had, though, is like, I'll be at the grocery store and I might be standing in line at the at the self-checkout or at one of the checkouts. And I kind of think, I wonder if old dude over here has got, got, the, got the cocoa. I mean, he's wearing his mask below his nose. I kind of wonder if he's got the Rona. Now, you're standing in line with people who think they have it. You're standing in line with people who are in line because they think they got a fever and they're coughing, and now you're in line with them. I, you know, but $80 is $80. I guess cash is king. LJ, what do you think? Still not back. Again, sign language is bad for pot. <laughs> Well, he'll get to do some editing there. <laughs> yeah, he'll come in with that sexy voice. What LJ meant to say was. <laughs> yes. There you yes. go. Yes. You go. It's, it's, I told you, man. I think we lo- might have lost LJ's audio. <laughs> I think I know what he's saying. I, just heard his, I it saw his like mouth. an F word. F bomb. F bomb. <laughs> So, I, I think I saw some Eagles players saying that on the sideline. I can't wait, I can't wait just to hear this and how he does this in. So now, if you were on our YouTube channel, you saw me standing there like an idiot talking into my microphones. <laughs> no, speaking of the Nickelodeon game, it's going to be the, the SpongeBob voice going, 10 minutes later. <laughs> and LJ starts talking. Oh. <laughs> All right, he's like... Well, we can talk all this. He smack. just said he the hell with it. Yeah. to us. Yeah. 
11 minutes later. Well, while we're waiting on LJ and he can maybe put it back in if he has some very uh, interesting thoughts. But uh, Pops, do you have the best segment of the show? What's your favorite thing that didn't get in this week? Well, this is just something I've been curious about. So, you know, I was in my deer stand the other day. I'm not the biggest deer hunter in the world, right? But, you know, you're wearing your orange vest and they're really visible and they say that deer are colorblind. And I'm like, how the hell do we know deer are colorblind? I mean, a deer can't say, oh, by the way, I'm colorblind, right? <laughs> I mean, he can't do that. <laughs> so, well, so I did a little research. You actually, the University of Georgia anesthetized nine deer and they shone light in their eyes and read like the receptacles of who read it, the cones and rods or whatever. And apparently they have a lot of cones and not rods or rods and not cones or one or the other. So they're like, they're like red, green colorblind. So the, 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 what it said was, I thought this was interesting when you're red, green colorblind and LJ Mike can talk to this just a little bit, um, but, he, not, but he can't talk right now. Um, <laughs> so, so they can tell, they can, they can tell like blue from red, but not green from red or orange from red. So anyway, that's it. I just thought, how in the hell did we find out wait, that wait, a deer so is colorblind? They can tell green from red? So they're in the red-green colorblind spectrum. We actually need LJ for this. <laughs> I know. LJ could add a lot to this. But that means they can tell blue from red, but they can't tell green from red. And they can't tell So then my question is, can, can y'all hear me? Uh, yes. 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 Oh, my God. This my is a living nightmare. Is then, <laughs> why, why is camo green then? Because squirrels are not colorblind, maybe. I don't know. I think that's for other hunters. <laughs> camo's more about the shape. Camo's more about the shape. Yeah. You blend in with leaves. Colorblind people tend, or animals tend to be better at distinguishing shapes and movement than people with full color spectrum seeing. So a lot of colorblind people make better snipers uh, in the military, for example, than people with full color seeing. Yes, apparently deer can see much better at night. They can see movement and they can see better in dim or dark darkness. I just want to say what I was thinking the whole time I was muted and uh, sad that uh, th- I, I find it, it kind of hilarious to have the cheer idea of like how science works is, well, we can't ask deer, so how could we possibly <laughs> so we can't know? Well, I mean, what? that's kind of serious. I mean, yeah, deer didn't step aside. I, oh, by the way, I can't see your orange vest, you know. <laughs> that's not that's not near as much fun as why do you wear camel then? For the squirrels! <laughs> Hey, when you get a deer stand, you just got to sit there and be quiet. You have a little time to think about things. You have some time to think. That's for sure. That's for sure. So that's what I thought. And you sat there. You sat there and wondered why do we? Why, why, how come the deer can't see these orange vests? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah. You're probably thinking I ain't seen a damn deer. That they are not colorblind. They're not colorblind. They thought, see me already. They, they can see me. They're not colorblind. They are. <laughs> so. Dad, in your research, can you confirm what LJ was saying about uh, snipers in the military are better sometimes when they're colorblind? Or is that one of those things where LJ just said it and we just go along with it because it sounds good? No, but I can tell you that (laughs) deer... Well, we can't ask. We can't ask. Luckily, we can hear. We can speak to military people. So, like, that's a. It's not like deer, where you know you can't. (laughs) Yeah, you can't ask somebody. You can ask that. Well, so, but that's interesting, LJ. Are you saying most snipers have some color blindness? 
No, but I'm saying that the ones that do, I mean, it's, it's, it's generally, let me look it up, but it's generally been recognized that, uh, that, that colorblind people have a better ability to see movement and pattern, uh, differences (laughs) than non-colorblind people. This is a whole new world for LJ where he's oh, actually yeah. getting called out on his statistics or his, his, his <laughs> things that he throws. He usually throws these fun facts. facts like, <laughs> That's what happens when oh. you're a sound guy and you get muted for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to come up it's, with a ballsy enough to put that part on the resume. <laughs> yeah. Leave, leave that part off the resume that you couldn't get your audio to work. Yeah, the well, I got it. I got it. Yes, this is true. I can link. I can link a, a Wikipedia on the website when we put this out. If you want, it's the, Wikipedia is a good source. I promise. Oh, it's always it's hey, always factual. I got okay. I got one thing right. Okay, so things you've been watching. Have y'all ever heard of this show called uh, Kim's Convenience? Yes, it's so good. That is so good. Okay. So I got this from no. our good buddy Keith Smith, who, by the way, lucked into money in our fantasy football league, asshole. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Two years in a row? Yes. He didn't win. Yeah, he didn't win. He didn't win. Every There's other a gong. Year. Yeah, he, he won it two years. Anyway, um, Kim's Convenience is a show on Netflix, and it's the number one show or one number one comedy in Canada. It is damn funny. It's, it um, is so um, good. A Korean family and their convenience store that they have in Toronto. It's we've uh, Cindy and I've been watching it now. The first eight for about uh, we got through like five episodes. It's really funny. If you have a chance to watch it, I, yeah. I recommend it. It's, it's really on Netflix. Funny. It's really funny. Shout out to Keith that couldn't get a win to save his life, and now he's a dynasty. <laughs> uh, don't start. Yeah, don't start. He, he don't need any help for that, Kev. <laughs> We don't. We don't need any of that. <laughs> All right. Well, we we before we go, we did mention a couple times that something will be in the show notes, or I'll, we'll add, add LJ's Wikipedia link so we know he's not lying to us. If you check the show notes, uh, the person responsible for that, uh, it may or may not be me, has not done a good job <laughs> at doing the show notes lately. So you may have like checked the show notes and like, where the hell is it? Well, I'll just go ahead and throw my hand up. That one, that one was not good in 2020, but it's a new year. The show notes will be better this year. We'll also be a little more active. We'll be active on social media, so make sure you're following us on either on Facebook or Twitter. Just search Just Press Play Podcast. And if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to the pod on wherever you get it, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, doesn't matter. Subscribe to it, rate and review us. It really does help. And I threw this out before, and we may or may not have gotten a lot of uh, responses, but if you leave something in the review, maybe a question for the gang, we will answer it on air. So just leave us a rate and review. Throw your name in there if you want, or if you don't want your name, that's fine too. But uh, just let us know. We want to, we want to hear from you guys. So uh, just press play pod basically anywhere, and you'll find us. Uh, I think that does it for this week, guys. Super fun wild card weekend Super coming fun. up. We're going to have a Woo-hoo. lot to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine the only thing I know for sure <clears throat> is death, taxes, and the Steelers will cover this week because we all <laughs> said it. So... That'll do it, guys. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.